Welcome back to the fifth episode of the GOTC podcast. Back here in the mansion, in the library with Greg Caggiano. Today, we are starting it off with our best and worst experiences while investigating. That's both the amount of evidence we get, but also just personally, which ones we feel we didn't like the most and which ones we did like the most. Patrick sprung this on me like a half hour ago, so we, we try to do these like unscripted, no notes, no nothing, so I don't I don't know how far we're going to get. That's Patrick Osborne, by the way. You introduced me. You didn't say your name, so that's, that's Party Pat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been uh, hundreds of investigations over the years. Oh, yeah. So, you know, some really good ones, and there, there's been some. I, I As I'm right now sitting here, I can't think of so many specific ones that I walked out with like that was just terrible. Um, but there's a lot of investigations we get that nothing happens, but we still have a good time. So I don't really count those as worst. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like pick two of each kind of one's going to be evidence-based one's just you personally. Okay. Like your personal emotions, how you feel. Okay. Well you, you start, maybe you'll jog my memory because yeah. uh, there's, there's one I have in mind. It was a public investigation we did. And it was mainly because of, we talked about that psychic family that came in on the last show, <laughs> mainly because of them. But there were a couple of other, couple of other interesting people that came to that. So that kind of ruined it. So I'll, well, you go first and we'll see how this goes. And then I'll, I'll probably go with that one. So for evidence-based, I have two and I'm basing them off of how amazing they were because one we weren't expecting it mm. and two one of them actually isn't even evidence i don't even know if we have it still but it's at a place i cannot name the location okay and we were upstairs investigating it was myself you i could have been jake or could have been tyler okay i can't remember and this was at after the hockey camp oh yes okay and so after that, we went and investigated a place and we got some good evidence. There's names in it I cannot mention, but all the evidence was lining up perfectly. Things that are coming across the spirit box were matching up with where we were. Um, we were outside the one room and there was a calendar inside and we got this name that came across that we all knew. We knew who it was. And that person's name was actually on the calendar because I don't remember if it was their birthday or if it was the day they passed away. Okay, I know what you're. I know who you're referring to now. I was trying to think because there were a lot of moments like that, yeah. and there were people that had said they had seen that individual like over the years yeah. after say they, not even he or she, we'll say after they <laughs> passed away. And so, okay, I know what you're yeah. referring to. I remember that that moment now. Okay. And it was just this surreal moment where we just didn't really know exactly what to do or say. We were kind of just like, wow, because that happened to be in the calendar. That was the month that it was left on was the the same month where the name came through. It ma the name matched the calendar perfectly. And it was kind of a relief to know that. Like, hmm. that's nice. That I don't know if if it was that specific person 
or if it was just other spirits there because there's so much history on that property. So it's just like, that was amazing. And then I couldn't remember if it was when we walked outside the room or it might've been on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And there was just this blood curling scream coming from the end of the hallway. That might've been a different time. I don't recall. I, re I remember you or somebody telling me about that. You were there for it. I don't remember it. We sprinted down the hallway thinking it was a person inside the building. Like somebody playing a prank with us, screaming. Yeah, and you and went and checked all the doors to make sure they were locked. I, but I remember what happened before that, during our spirit box session, we got the words of the way this person died came through. The, the method that this person died, tragic death. Yeah. And how they died, we got the words through the spirit box. Unless that was a different afternoon. It was all I remember the same. that being the same day. I mean, all of that was the same day. Because I was waiting for my dad to pick me up. Because I didn't... Uh, maybe it was two different days. Because I remember a day where I had my bike and we got the bell ringing. Mm -hmm. But through the spirit box, not in person. Right. So I, I, I rode my bike to this place. And we decided to use it as a trigger object. Hoping that something would play around with it. And sure enough, something did. And I'm pretty sure it was one of those investigations where we didn't film at all because one, we knew we couldn't post it. And two, it was kind of just one of those like last minute, hey, why not? We're here kind of things. But it came through the spirit box, mm -hmm. the sound of my bike bell. We were all it's sitting a shame in we the couldn't, gym. We couldn't record because our whole thing for years has been if, if we can't post it, we don't bother recording it because – you end up getting this really great piece of evidence, and it's like, what are you going to do with it? And, I mean, this, this was not a sanctioned investigation, but there is a building on that property that we have been uh, invited to, for lack of a better word, to investigate. But, again, can't post it. So the knowledge of this place being haunted is very well known, yeah. but uh, it's just treading lightly as, you know, we, we, we do work with historic sites all the time, and um, this isn't. I mean, it is a historic site, and not at the same time. Um, and some are, you know, totally into it, like the building we're sitting in right now. Others are okay with it in just the month of October, and others don't want anything to do with it at all for various reasons, which we can't say because it would give the place away. But yeah. um, there was a lot going on there, and we just never, we never filmed anything. We didn't even record it with our phones, nothing whatsoever. No. And it's a shame because we got a couple of, a uh, couple of really good good moments happen there and we're stuck like not being able to really tell anybody and certainly not be able to put it online because one of those nights or one of those days it was only like two in the afternoon or something mm. say yeah of what time everything ended two yeah so when my dad came to pick me up he was speaking with greg and i was standing there too and i was just looking down and i saw an apparition of a person walking through and my dad and Greg were standing there just staring at me and I just like zoned out completely I was just locked in why I was looking down there I don't know I don't know if I was drawn down to look mm. that way or just just happened to be perfect timing but I remember you and my dad were standing there going like you were telling me like I looked <laughs> so white yeah, you, like looked, I just you had just, something had just happened to you, it looked like. Because I was freaking out. I was like, 
there's no way I just saw that because I saw it come out of the doorway and then walk straight through the doors and open it we, through it. We were standing so close to you and almost at the same viewing angle and did not see it. And it's a shame because, I mean, I believe you 100%, but it's just like that. that's how some of these things go, which is why we, we try to get as much on camera as possible. That, um, and it's why uh, analyzing EVPs and SP7 recordings is so difficult because you got yeah. a bunch of people all in the same place, all either hear something different or somebody sees something, nobody else saw it. Um, I mean, that area of the building, I think, had other experiences by other people. Oh, yeah. Who the apparition was, we have a couple of guesses who it might have been. Um, nothing to do with the current version of that property. No. Um, but... I, I still even, like, I vaguely don't even believe that it happened still. Mm -hmm. Like, it's locked in my mind that it's there. But I still can't believe that happened. It's a too-good-to-be-true moment like Absolutely. we talked about on the last show. And it's too-good-to-be-true that wasn't captured on anything. So to talk about it, you just sound insane. Right. Absolutely insane. Because there's no evidence to back it up. There's mm -hmm. nothing other than you and my dad seeing that I was freaking out. Right. And that, like, just... I was frozen. I was literally frozen. I, I, I couldn't... I zoned all of you out. I didn't even hear what you guys were talking about. It's one of those things when you're doing investigations, you're always hoping to see something like that. Yeah. And then you finally do when you're not expecting it. You know, when we don't have our proton packs on, you know, <laughs> just broad daylight, bam, apparition. And yeah, it can catch you off guard. And that actually, because like I said, I, nothing really came to mind when you suggested this, but uh, that actually reminds me of something that happened uh, at the proprietary house to me that was not on camera because we weren't investigating we were doing um, restoration work up on the second, technically the first floor, even though we would enter through the basement. So we always call that the first floor, even though it's the basement. So yeah. technically the first floor. Uh, this is probably 2010, 2011, so before I even knew you. Yes. And it was me, this uh, guy Steve, who has since passed away. Uh, our friend, Our friend you? Jeff, who has passed away. And that, that's, a lot of Steves. there are a lot of Steves in the paranormal investigating field. And there are a lot of Steves that are, that are in ghost form that we, that we get, including the last couple investigations. What if that Steve is here? That would be nice. If he could tell me his last name on the next investigation, that would be even nicer, but continue. Sorry. Uh, no, that, but that's, but it just maybe maybe he is here trying never to reach had out. Steve, you know? And now all of a sudden there's a Steve, but he's, I don't know how long he passed away. It's been about, five or six years, and then Jeff has been, I think, uh, it's going to be three years. And that's the thing. Uh, I mentioned this writing project I've been working on and trying to catalog 10 years' worth of investigations. Yeah. A lot of people over the years we've investigated, well, not, not necessarily you, but me and some of the Haunted Travels guys, and a lot of people have passed away. Really? And at young ages. Uh, Jeff huh. was in his 50s. Steve, he, Steve actually had some rare disease, and he mm. was one of the oldest people living with it. Wow. You're supposed to die in your 40s. He was like almost 60. You wouldn't know it by looking at him. Uh, and then Carly Denno, our photo analyst, too. I don't think you met. She was here no, a couple of times. I haven't met any of those people. Yeah, she, she passed away a couple of years ago as well. Also, uh, all three, unexpected, sudden, and way before their time. Um, so that's like doing these podcasts, thinking of them is good memory. Doing the writing project was nice to, you know, some of, and, and several other people. There's about five people that I, I was writing about, and I'm like, wow. They passed away. They passed away, and it just sucks. But it's nice to have the the memories of it. But yeah. 
this is in that project, and I mentioned it in some of my lectures that, um, so we're doing restoration up on the first floor, and we had a notorious shadow figure. His name was Byron. Psychic had come in, oh, there's a spirit named Byron here, and, and you know, based on our last episode, you, you can probably tell how much stock we would put in that, but we needed to name this figure something. So they said his name was Byron. We went, all right, fine. We'll call the guy Byron. And we had many encounters with a shadow figure at that location. Not like dead on, but like, say, you and I sitting here and you'd see a shadow move like through that doorway. Yeah. And you, you would turn and, and try to figure out what it is. A couple times I had my back to a door. And you know how the light changes when somebody steps in the door and you turn around expecting to see somebody and there's no, no one there. there. I do have a picture. I did manage to get a picture of a shadow-like blob. Um, I guess, like I said, 2011, 2012. And I don't know if it's the shadow figure, but it's some shadowy figure that looked just like how everybody saw it. So I'm pretty convinced it, it's, you know, a real shadow and not some kind of anomaly. But anyway, um, this spirit liked to move our tools around. Uh, we're doing a lot of painting scraping there was ladders and scaffolds and stuff all over the place and there was some specific tool that steve needed because he was leading this restoration it went missing and we looked for it all night long and we just could not find it so finally we we ended up doing something else and then we left for the night and i walked down the stairs and i'm now on, on the, the floor of the basement and i'm about 10 feet maybe 20 feet away from the base of the stairs and i hear the footsteps coming down which would be steve and then I hear him curse Byron out. Like, have a good bleeping night, you blah, 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 blah. You know, because he was mad that he couldn't find his tool. So he's about halfway down the stairs when this happens. At the top of the stairs was a ladder, closed ladder, very small space, but leaning against the wall, which is not a great place to have a ladder. Yeah. But almost simultaneously, him finishing his sentence... I hear this really loud banging, scraping sound, and I see Steve, you know, running down the stairs, and there's the ladder bouncing down the stairs after him. And it's like, was it the spirit? Was it Byron? He got mad, he cursed him out, he threw the ladder at him, or was it just literally just the vibration walking down the stairs caused the ladder to fall? But yeah, it's one of those like, one of the things that we were filming or... it, you could look and, and go, yeah. you know, was there something unnatural about the way it fell? But, you know, we're just, we weren't doing ghost hunting that night. I don't think anything else even happened that night. It was just, like, damn. <laughs> I wish we yeah. got that on camera. We didn't have a lot of stuff on camera at the proprietary house because we didn't have a spirit box. We didn't have all the, the you know, the great equipment we have today. And so Before all of our technology. Yeah. But that's how Paranormal Investigators started back then. There was no spirit box. Nothing. I, it was just a recorder and just listening. Tape recorder. There were some EMF detectors. Uh, sometime in the early 2000s, the spirit box came around, but it wasn't called a spirit box. It was, it was called a something box. They named it, the guy who invented it or figured out how to manipulate the radio to create the white noise. I think it was Frank, Frank, a Frank's box. I think they called it. And it was like, you couldn't really adjust speeds. He just, he took a regular Radio Shack radio. He did something with the wiring so that it would constantly skip station to station, but you couldn't speed it up. Yeah. And so there were a lot of problems with the words coming through, whether they yeah. radio words or not. And then somewhere along the line, whether it was this guy, Frank, or somebody else, they modified it so that you can set it to speed or skip at a, you know, high rate. So we didn't have any of that. 
we had groups come in with one and we're all sitting there like this glued in like ooh, what is this this witchcraft that you've that you brought in um but a lot of our videos there are literally just us sitting in the dark i still is anybody here can you give us a sign that you're here you know and nothing the sls i don't know i don't know what to make of it because we have picture that yeah and i i mean i've seen it on tv shows multiple groups have one and they use it and it's the same thing it's mm -hmm. a blank empty room and all of a sudden it's just mapped out in front of you and it is one of those like ah oh, how can you like is how does it legit it see is it? it not but then again how are we able to capture what we can capture on the phone like get the orbs you get you might be able to see something like mm. the um uh, whatever episode it was. It was like two episodes ago. Mm. I was using the regular camcorder instead of my phone. Okay. That I have it set for autofocus. Mm. Just because it's a lot easier to have it just automatically do it. It was when we were in the parlor and we were looking towards the stairs. I had everything focused in crystal clear. And then all of a sudden it just unfocused itself by itself mm -hmm. so I was, that's why i was like it's unfocused right and i couldn't figure out why and i couldn't get it to go back something it might have picked up something moving in it through the i'm thinking off, that it saw something it, it saw something cross its path mm -hmm. that we could not see because it picks up whatever's there it'd be awesome if we could see that. well the sls is what it adds uh emf and thermal i guess to construct a stick figure of yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure what it uses. Actually, were you at so. the one? It was a. It was a. Uh, it was an event no. last month. Okay, I so saw the picture, but I wasn't there for it. Well, I'll tell you what it was like. So we there was there's another group, uh, New Jersey Paranormal Investigations and NJPI. They do events here as well, uh, where they uh, do a little talk, and then people come and they investigate with NJPI, um, kind of like how how you know we used to do and still do occasionally, and. It wasn't one of the team members. It was one of the participants came with an SLS camera. And we're in the third floor apartment, not Bob's apartment, but the the room to the right. Yeah. And there's a chair there. And, you know, they're, the participants are kind of all over the place. But anyway, they ended up, everybody got behind the guy with the mm -hmm. SLS camera because everybody wanted to see what it looked like. Yeah. And, and to see something. And so there's an empty chair and one person goes and stands by the chair to try to be like, you know, Come have a seat. Let's see if the spirit can sit in the chair. And it took a few minutes, but a stick figure did materialize in that chair. And if you look at the picture, we have it on Facebook and Instagram. It's You can just scroll. You'll you'll see it. It's the only one there uh, of an SLS. And you're looking at it, and you're like, you're, you're there in person, and you're looking what what's ahead. And you're like, okay, there's only one person there. And then you look at the monitor, there's two stick figures, meaning the one yep. person and then the one spirit. And it's like, for me, you know, the, the skeptic for us, and it's like, how is this possible? How does the spirit box work? Why does, we know how it works. Why does the spirit box work? Why does this SLS work? And you're seeing it, and your brain can't really process, because like, okay, uh, if this is a true SLS camera, there's nothing preloaded, no one's fooling around playing a prank. Let's start from the, from the basics, that this is totally genuine. The guy filming it is just genuine. What could create that second stick figure other than a spirit? Yeah. There was no, there was nothing in that room because it picks awesome. up on random objects. You can aim it at this door. You might get a, a straight line appear and then it gets kind of wacky.
as it's trying to form an image, it kind of gets spinny. And, yeah, and, I think and when, over. if it's trying to form it, it kind of spins until it's like, it sees it fully. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think there's just so much stuff in this mansion that it also, like, when you're walking through, like, it might see the door, but also the bookshelves with books hanging off. And it's like... It'll create little lines yeah, based it, on that. It sees them. And it's mapping, what it is doing, it's mapping them out. So once it sees what it is, usually it goes away because it's not constantly moving. Right. If you're moving, it, it's locked on you and it's like, okay, I can see all the movements. It's a stick figure. Like if, if I was to stand up, you would see a stick figure me straight down the center, the two legs, two arms. And you wouldn't disappear because you're constant. Yes. Yeah. The spirits do. Like It's like... Maybe there for it was there for five seconds, maybe. That's a lot. Which, which is a it is a long time, and then it kind of like got a little wacky again, and then it disappeared. And there's two things about that. One, I think it would really amp up our videos having that. That'd be awesome. But two, I'd also kind of be freaked out walking around this house and being just start seeing the I, figures. I, I would be too. I, it, because it's like it's one thing to investigate and be like, oh, thank you for lighting that up, but now it's like. If it is a, it, as accurate as it can be, I won't say 100% because that's unknown. Right. But if it is as accurate as it could possibly be, to see something just standing there in the doorway, think of it as just like a regular person just lurking. Mm -hmm. and he's like just looking in the door. You can imagine seeing that on the screen as a stick figure instead of there being a real person. You're like, and this is even creepier because you can't see them, but they're still looking up. And looking and it's just working. it's funny how you when you don't see it's not creepy when you don't see them yeah even though you know that like say uh you know we have a k2 meter go off and it's like okay we think that was paranormal there was nothing near it it goes off and it's like that's fine but then when you would see say a stick figure next to that meter go off at the same time yeah. while filming it with an sls that really would probably drive it home that okay it's 100 percent certifiable yeah, yeah. Two documented different pieces of equipment catching the same burst of energy that's there. And I don't know how it, like a really diehard skeptic would debunk an SLS because it's like, again, one of those things like, it's like an EVP. You left a tape recorder in an empty room. Yep. No one was in the room. There's a voice on it. What else could it be? If we ever do get one, I would love to be the one to hold it, but I know it's I'll all yours still be behind, but I'll still okay. be behind the camera. So we'll have to have, well, basically, we'll someone have, else maybe Christian hold it. Maybe Christian you stand behind him and I guess you guys walk well, I mean, it'll screen record. You oh, set right, up the screen yeah. record, so you always have it. This way, if I can't get there in time to see it, then it you have it on. Okay, then we have that, and I can add that in. Now these with are our audio over top of that, so it lines up. That would be nice. It'd be nice to do a split screen, your camera and the SLS, what they're seeing side by side. I don't know if we have. I don't the know if I can do that. Only because the software for editing is free, so I'm only limited to right. What I have. Well, how much is the SLS? Are they thousands, right? I think. No, it's only like three hundred. Oh, I think we could all. Yeah. Chip in fifty bucks and. Hundred percent. Christmas is coming. Let's give yeah, ourselves no, I'm a like, gift. <laughs> I'm thinking about all of that, even like for this podcast, since we're doing it again. Yeah. About getting a mic just for the podcasting, mm -hmm. kind of like the one. I don't even know if the camera can see it or not. But it's um. This was a Christmas present for me three years ago, and it sat in the box until today. <laughs> We're thinking, how can we improve the audio on our podcast? And I'm like, wait a second, I have a brand new mic sitting in my closet that I've never uh, taken out of the and box And we before. hope it sounds amazing. 
I don't know. It, it shows on the screen that it is capturing the audio, but I don't know how good it sounds because I don't. We, I should have brought a pair of headphones just to plug into this thing. Just we so we just, just like, we didn't know quick. we it was six o'clock. We didn't know we were doing this till like four thirty. Yeah. But we man, we got monitors right now, and there's this light thing. Got this nice light, light in the back. Lamp, to, whatever you'd call it. Uh, it's like a photography lamp, I guess. Actually, or, is a depression lamp. Depression lamp. Yeah. That, that's good for this place. There's lots of depression. Well, <laughs> so. I got it during Christmas season 2021 because I graduated in 2022. Okay. My dorm room had two windows like most dorm rooms, but I was in the corner. Mm. So you had this long building. My room was here. Okay. There was another wall that came here with a hill here and a giant tree on top. So I had okay. zero sunlight all throughout the year. Zero. And the lights that I had, mm. my room wasn't square. It was, like, jagged. Okay. So there were so many dark corners that at all times it felt like it was 11 p.m. Wow. That, that is depressing. So I was – and Hence I love – depression lamp. And I love the sunlight. I was like, I need light. Like, I don't have it. And then mm. I got that for Christmas. Well, it says uh, what the brand is daylight. Daylight, yeah. It's supposed yeah. to mimic the sun. Well, with the way my eyes are right now, I'd say that it's it, it is doing a pretty good job. It's better than the the flash, though. Yes, we. I it, he, he was going to film the last one with the flash, and and you can't really tell probably, but this is what three feet away from us. Um. Yeah, roughly. So that I mean, we would have been blind. Yeah, I have so, it on point. This five, is a little so bit better because this it. lamp is like five six. Yeah, I guess five feet. Away. It's further away. It's bigger though, and it's on low. It's not even on bright. Which is scary because bright's great. Though. I'm like you know trying bright's not fantastic. to swim. Well, if you're depressed, it, it is. Well, even just in general though, you're like, oh, it's nice, so much sunlight. So what? Bright. What about? We talked about experiences that we, you know, that were great. We couldn't document. What? What? Something that comes to mind that you, you just hated <laughs> because that was the thing. It was. It was like one good one, one bad one. It wasn't so much that it's like hated. But it was just like it didn't live up to the the bar. The bar, like our bar isn't set very high. Right. The last few years, it's kind of been increasing a little bit. But I think our now bar it's, still, the bar is as high as it's been in a long time. Yeah, right like, now. But our bar isn't like insanely that high. But there's times we've done. And this was back when we were getting food before every single investigation and. Oh, yeah. Taking forever to even start. And then we wouldn't end up investigating. You would turn to a party. Yeah. And it was so boring. All I know is that we ate. We had Chinese as usual. Came in. We all sat down. This was when we were still doing the the wine glass seance. Right. And we got on. And we kept getting the same spirit over and over and over again. And it wouldn't switch off. There's no really telling if it actually does or not. We tell, we always told it, spin the glass until a new spirit comes on. Right. And then when it stops, we know it's a new person. But this spirit would do that, stop it, and then just be like, oh, I'm John. But then you start asking questions and you're like, the energy didn't really shift in the room. The answers, they're just kind of like generic answers and you're like is this the same person and they're like 
Yeah, I was just playing tricks on. And it would go for hours like that. It was just, it was to the point we actually we haven't done a seance in two years because they they got to the point where yeah, like if you've watched this series over the years, like we used to do them so many times, and we got so many great things, different spirits. All of a sudden, it's just the same spirit. Who ruined it? So if you're even still here, you ruined it for everybody. Because that was something we all looked forward to because we're like, this is new. It's a new way of communicating. It's a cool experiment. It's mm-hmm. a cool thing to even show the public. Right. And we and did now, it on public investigations. And people, yeah. even skeptics, were like, wow, there's something to that. But now it's like, you can't do it. Maybe now, it's been so long since we've done one that it would take a little bit to get the ball rolling again. But... I still think it would bring back all the same spirits that wouldn't want to hop off. I personally have zero desire to do one again. Oh, it, yeah. I, just because like we, we've now shifted in such a way that we're more scientific. Yeah. And the seance is, I mean, it's like a Ouija board, essentially. And so you have to really trust that everybody is gently resting their, um, their finger or their hand on the object moving, the planchette, or in this case, the, the wine glass. And you have to just trust everybody. No one's yeah. physically or forcefully pushing it around. And if you can rule that out, you know, even skeptics will say, okay, even if no one's fooling around, people have said for years, the Ouija board is the subconscious mind. That you don't even know you're moving it, but somebody is moving it, and it's just feeding out information you already know. Well, in years of doing this, we got a lot of information that nobody had no any knows. way of knowing. Uh, spirits and names and people, things that we did not know. So I know that even as scientific as we get and as skeptical as we get of psychics and, and methods that are not scientific, we know we had some really good stuff through that. But then it got to the point where, quite frankly, it was just stupid. It yeah. was the same, like you said, the same dominating spirit over and over again and to the point where it's like, you know, it, it's so hard to get the whole group together for investigation and now we're here, we're not wasting two or three hours on that. No. And then now we're turning to a party itself. And it's just, it, it limits you because now you're sitting focused around a table when there's 21 rooms in this house that need to be explored. And so we've kind of put that aside. You know, if you guys ever wanted to do one on an investigation again, you, obviously you can. I just personally, yeah, I think I'm personally past that unless you guys start doing one and you start getting something really amazing. I think maybe every once in a while try and bring it back. Just to see, because there were spirits that we don't get on the spirit box, but we got through the wine glass. And, and vice versa, too. Exactly. So, like, it kind of sucks that we took that direction mm-hmm. and then dropped it because of the spirits. Because there were spirits that were listening to what we had to say and mm-hmm. following the direction that we wanted to go in, which was... Take turns. We want to talk to everybody. We know you haven't talked to anybody in however long it's been. Yeah. But, like, you're told as a kid, sharing is caring. And, of course, you had the one spirit that ruined it for everybody. Yeah. And that was... It's not like one night that was, like, personally just a bad experience. It was multiple nights, multiple investigations. Over the course of months, too. Just ruined. And to the point where... We would get off of that and just do try and do the normal investigation again. And I don't know if it was that we were rusty or what, but it just didn't seem the same doing the regular investigating. Mm-hmm. We weren't getting all the same noises. We weren't getting the, the footsteps anymore. It didn't seem like the spirits really even wanted to come out. Like It just seemed like for months it, nothing was going our way. Right. And personally, those that span for me was 
my bad experiences of doing this because they're just like it just feels like a waste of time there, there are so many investigations we leave and it's like damn like that was total waste of five hours uh and there's investigations we do where we don't get anything that we had a great time anyway and we're like all right that was fun uh we investigated the uh, new jersey national guard museum and that was very impromptu. I was there to do an event, and it ended up becoming, hey, you can investigate if you want. So I called Patty and Patrick. They come down. Uh, you know, this battery was dead. We didn't have this piece of equipment because we weren't planning on it. And we were led from room to room and from building to building some really cool spots, including uh, the former morgue uh, where the Morrow Castle fire victims were brought. But we didn't get anything because our spirit box was dead. Uh, it was broad daylight, so it was hard to see the EMF wire. We had about 10 people with us who, some of them were from the museum, so obviously we want them there and they need to be there. Uh, and then we had some other participants there and it was, there were just so many people and it was so rushed and we only had like an hour or two to work with. It's one of those things that it's like, you know, thank you so much for the experience and we do want to come back. We're, we're trying to arrange an investigation in the future where we would have our actual equipment. But we, I left there feeling a combination of, you know, that was amazing we were the first group to ever investigate, and that's something you can never take away. Um, we got to see some really cool spots, but at the same time, I'm thinking, if only I knew. If only yeah. I had maybe emailed, you know, hey, can we investigate while we there? I never thought of it. But if we do get that investigation that we have, these ones will be longer, definitely. Yeah. None of the two, three-hour ones. Like, this is going to have to be like a six to eight hour because we have multiple buildings to get to. Right. And if possible, I can get Christian to film. Mm. And then we can split off and be in different buildings. That would be, yeah. And then more going on. There's more evidence coming in. More for you to sit and have to uh, edit. Kind of stuff. That would take a year to, to edit. Probably, but, but that would be an amazing video. It yeah. wouldn't just be room, room, room. I could jump around like they're in this building, they're in that building. Instead of it being, okay, we're all in this building. Mm. Now we're all in this building. Now we're all in this building. And we're, we're working on it. Um, there's a couple people I have to email. Like, they were very receptive. They were the ones that said to me, do you want to investigate? I'm there. My event was uh, getting ready to start. And I, I forgot it was either the, uh, the staff sergeant or the, the manager of the uh, museum had said something about an investigation. And I said, oh, it would be nice if we could do it in the future. And it was the staff sergeant that said, how about today? And I'm like, I don't have anything. I got I to gotta start lecturing in 10 minutes. And that's like, you know what? Let me call a couple of my people and see if they can get down here, figuring the lecture's an hour and a half. It would take you that long to get there. Uh, and when I said you guys were coming, they were like, okay, great. And then Spirit Box died after like a minute. I didn't have any of my equipment at all because I wasn't planning on that. We did get something, though. We got a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we got a couple of little things. Which we didn't hear at all when we were there. So I'm mm. so happy there was stuff there in the playback. Otherwise, I mean, not for nothing, but that was a boring episode. Yeah, it was. It was but, so boring, but that little bit there just makes it like. Plus the EVPs. One of the one of the workers, her names, her name came through, yeah. so that was good. But it's a boring episode. But I, like I said, I told you when you were editing it, I said I don't care how boring it is. I don't care if it's two and a half minutes long. We need that episode because yeah. it's a place that no one's ever investigated before, and it's not even just to be like, hey, yeah, we were first. Like, yeah, I'm I'm proud of that. Happy that we were the first ones there. Um, while other groups be allowed, I have no idea. They, this was something that just literally was like spur of the moment, yeah. right place, right time. Everybody there, nice and receptive. Um, but I left there like, man, this was such a missed opportunity because I just, 
Sometimes I go to lectures and I bring my equipment with me just in case people want to see this stuff or we do a little demo. But this one, this was like, you know, almost an hour away. I'm thinking, I don't even know what's going to go on here. I'm not going to bring this stuff. And then Patty, you know, she, her stuff was all dead because she yeah. wasn't planning on me calling her randomly on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I come down to Seagirt. We're doing the National Guard Museum today. I wasn't even expecting that. I'm lying in bed. <laughs> I know it's like the middle of the. Well, day. you're you're allowed. But you're was, a hard worker. You're allowed to sleep <laughs> all day on the weekend if you want. I was laying in bed. I don't even know what I was watching, and I think you called me. And I looked at it and I go, oh, because I, I just I figured we were gonna do something of investigation. Or it's like, hey, let's do this in the <laughs> future. Be like, can you be here in an hour? And I was like. You're like, where are you? You don't even know where I am. I, I, I was just, I, you know, I had to start in five minutes and I had like, I got to make phone calls. I got to, you know, figure this out. And I'm thinking, you know, damn it. Over and over again. Damn it, <laughs> damn it, damn it. But like I said, I wanted that episode just as something we have. It's something that we did. It's, a, it's an accomplishment to get yeah. into any place for the first time. And, you know, in talking to the people there, they were also very nice. Um, especially the staff sergeant, Andrew Walker, who, you know, wanted the lecture to happen on haunted history and, and was like, you know, so excited to, to come with us. And he gave us a lot of history. Some presidents had visited, like it was, it was, it was a big deal yeah, those, those for us. Cool. And I didn't care if we, I didn't care if we got a damn thing in that whole episode that we, I wanted footage of us there. Would that be your personal experience? You were like, wasn't amazing, wasn't terrible, but it's just like a letdown. Yeah. But it was it was a letdown through no one's fault. It was just yeah. But it's just, just one of those times, one of those episodes. But I, I want to end because we are we're coming up on time here. Um, I want to end with one story. We should end every episode with a funny story. All right. <laughs> and so I was thinking of this when I was going through. What are the nights that we we've done here that I just like didn't like? And it brings me back again to one of those first public investigations. Okay. And since we talked about the psycho, the psychic family uh, in the last episode, <laughs> this was another one of those events. And we, we talked about the lady that talked to George Washington. You know, was all, I here all, for this event? This was this was 2014, so no, this no. this predates you. And so we had two public investigations in May of 2014, okay. and it was. They, that was my first full year here. I came in October of 2013. Joined the board January 1st, 2014. And this mansion had always done paranormal programming. I did not by any means start oh, really? that here. They had had, um, they always had rentals. People could rent, oh, come in. I just figured you uh, started that. No, I, I'm the one that changed the ghost tours from scripted to like those stories mm. that that's what I take credit for. Um, but no groups could always rent this half of the board had always been like into the paranormal, like Roy, Joanne, Lou, etc. But the one thing I, I will take credit for in addition to changing the tours, which was mainly out of a lack of volunteers and funding to costumes and scripts yeah. and, and all that was moving paranormal programming outside of October. Because I looked at, when when I started the proprietary house in 2009, there weren't a lot of places doing ghost tours. Mm -hmm. You always had your haunted attractions, you know, the, the, the asylums yeah. and, you know, all that. You always had that. Uh, the haunted hayrides, that's been around forever. But historic sites doing ghost tours, weren't that many of them. And so, skip ahead three, four years to my involvement here, started to be a lot more places doing them. 
and you know, we were making a lot of money here, uh, getting a lot of people in. And I was like, what if we do some events outside of October when there's no competition? And so I proposed it to the board and they're like, you know, you, oh, you really think you can get interest in say May? And I said, absolutely. As you got Christmas in July, we do Halloween in May. Like, why not? <laughs> so two investigations, like, oh, you know, how much, how much are you going to charge? Like $10, $20? I said, no, we're going to charge 40 And you get a five-hour investigation. You get a lecture from me, a four-hour talk after that. That's worth $40. And all the money goes to the museum. Sold out the first two, added a third one. Then we got people that wanted to rent it privately. So it, it did really well. So the first event, we had the Psychic Family. The second event, okay, so it's me, Brett, and Jake. Okay. And probably Joanne, definitely, and I and Lou, and then Roy, because <laughs> they the three of them come come as a package deal, and so people are coming in, and you know doors open a half hour before, and we let people just just walk around the house, and you know there's this person, and you know she she's just like head to toe black black dress, long black hair, uh, pentagram, everything, whatever. And she's like, go, she'd go into a room, then she'd come back out and she'd start telling us stuff. Like, I see this, I felt this. Great. So she goes upstairs, she comes downstairs with a book, one of the thousand books in this room, and she said, there's a little boy attached to this book. Great. This is actually before we were really, really skeptical. So we were, like, kind of interested. So we had the knowledge. Before we had the knowledge and, and you know, except for the psychic family, that was just... That yeah, some of them you just tell right off the bat. So she leaves, goes out to her car, comes back in. She's walking around. She's got this thing on her back. This long, long thing on her back. Three, four feet long. Like a, a rod strapped over her chest on her back. And she's just walking, like, really kind of weird. In, out, in, yeah. out. And, like, Brett and Jake cannot keep it together. They're just, I'm like, shut up. Like, you got to shut up. Like, this, like you know. <laughs> she paid just, to be here. Yeah, she paid to be here. Like, leave it, leave it alone. So Brett's like, is that a sword? Like, what? what is that? So I'm like, I'm laughing out. So finally, I'm like, okay. She comes out. I say, excuse me, miss. I said, is that a sword that you're carrying on your back? And she said, no, it's a staff. So I just like, look, I don't know what to say. So I'm like, okay, a staff. So she's like, yeah, it's a spirit staff. I said, can you please elaborate? You know, I might want one for myself. And she says, well, if there's any bad or evil spirits here, if they attack me, I use this staff to keep them away. Fantastic. She goes upstairs. They laugh like I've never seen them laugh before. Never floats your boat. She ends up coming back down. Time for my little pre-investigation talk. Mm. Uh, so there's like 15 people. This has never happened to me at a lecture. I've had some strange things happen, some of which I, I would love to say here, but we're probably going to be over time. It has nothing to do with Ghosts on the Coast. Strange things happen. And this is one of those cases where it's never happened before or since she farted and said, excuse me. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. And, and like, nobody knew what the hell to do. I didn't even, I was like, what the hell's going on here? So anyway, that, that happens. That ends. Skip ahead a couple hours during the actual investigation. She, we're all down in the basement, or maybe <laughs> maybe half of our group is down in the basement, and lights are off. Total darkness. We had a, a night vision uh, like telescope thing. I still have which it. Which it's in my it's dead, but it's it had a weird kind of battery to it. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, but I do still have it somewhere. And I'm like, oh, let me turn this on, see what see what the people are doing. <laughs> and I, I'm looking through it, and there she is swinging that staff like Braveheart through the darkness. I guess she was inundated by evil spirits. I don't know. But I'm surprised she didn't actually end up, like, decking somebody that was there. And, you know, investigation ended, you know, that was that. Was that. But that reminded me just of, like, there are some lectures, some events we do where we get people that come in, and they're just great. Love working with them. Don't want the night to end. Wish they could come back for more. Some end up coming back and joining the team. And then there are the nights you cannot wait for it to be over. Like, just, this has to end. I just yeah. want to go home. It's done. like that. Thankfully, the good outweigh the bad. There's yes. not many bad experiences. Um, but when they are bad, they linger. They do. Like, with you emotionally for years to come. I was looking for her for months. Every event we'd come in, I'd be like, <laughs> is she going to be here? Is she going to be here? Because sometimes people come back. You yeah. know, they want to experience the same thing over and over again, which is fine, because every night's different except for the talk. Uh, never saw her again. <laughs> that, that was it. I mean, honestly... That could have been like a lawsuit, like if she hit somebody. Yeah, with her spirit staff in the in yeah, the dark. If yeah. she hit somebody, that she was very animated too. She was like, like uh, you know, like I would have come a samurai. back the group and the man. Yeah, we would have got because of safety. Yeah, like, why, did why, allow... why didn't you have the lights on? Why did you let this person bring the staff? Swing a six foot long pole through the air <laughs> in you the see? darkness, or however long it was, like probably three feet, but. Yeah, we get a lot of wackos that come, and some of them aren't that extreme, but they're extreme enough to where you just constantly hear their voice in the back. Can I tell one last story before we go? Yeah, because then I, I still got to figure out how I'm going to close this, because I did a terrible job on the first one. It doesn't matter. It's just, <laughs> I want to make it... I'll tell this last story, and because I got there's a Ranger game on, and I got a Christmas tree to decorate tonight, which, I mean, it's a little too early if you ask me. But I we, we're a big Christmas family. But we don't even decorate until after Thanksgiving. It was one of those things like it had to come out of the shed today because we were doing some work in there. Oh, so it's so like, all right, it back. It's, it's up. Yeah. There's boxes everywhere. They're starting to do work on our roof and our development, all the roofs. So it's like there's going to be like stuff all over the outside. So I'm like, Got it. let's just do it today. Um, so this is also 2014. This was a, a rough year for, <laughs> for psychics, I guess. I had my... My first book came out in September, and we had Remember, I got a, a, a signing. It was the day of the signing. You missed it by a couple hours. This person who we know, who we are really good friends with, won't say his name, because he brought with him the individual who was in this story. Okay. So, the signing, whatever time the signing was, say it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I get here around 11, Brett's here, Jake's here, Lou's here, and this person, call them, call them John, okay, John, says, can I, can I come to the signing, and that would absolutely say, can I bring my, say, friend, she's a, she's a sensitive, and he's called it some other term, not a psychic, sensitive or something. Do I know this person? Yeah. There's yeah. not a single person coming to my head right now. You never met the person this person brought. But I, I'm just trying to picture the person, though, not, not the person that they brought. Well, so I said, sure. I said, the signing's in an hour. I said, walk around. She's like, yeah, you know, she, she sees things. She picks up on things. She just wants to walk around the house, like, by herself or with me. So I said, sure. 
You two go ahead and have fun. So it's like 12 o'clock now. So we're about an hour from showtime. He comes in with this individual, and they're upstairs, third floor. So I'm a little nervous. You know, I'm younger. Book signings, anybody going to come? like 10 years ago. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 22. 21, I guess, at the time. No, 22. I'm nervous. Don't know if anybody's even going to show. I mean, I'm a famous. I just wrote a book. Anybody can write a book. Everybody and their mother's got a book. So sitting there, you know, in the, in the parlor with Lou and, and Brett and Jake, and all of a sudden we hear this screaming like you've never heard before. Screaming like somebody was getting stabbed to death. Foundation rattling screaming. Guttural, terrified screaming. And we're just sitting there looking at I wish this was on camera. And I just said, is anybody going to go and see like what that is? And Lou and Brett were like, nope. And Jake's like, I'll, I'll go. So he, he goes upstairs. He's upstairs for like 20 minutes. It's getting closer to 1 o'clock now. <laughs> closer to when all these thousands of people are going to come from a book signing, right? We're still sitting there, and I'm like pacing now. I'm like, this, this is like going to fall apart. Like there's something going on upstairs. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is. My book signing is in a half hour now, and they're having a, a whatever, a, a, like a, a meeting or, or something upstairs. Finally, Jay comes back down. He's like, can, can you come upstairs? And I'm like, what the actual F is going on? 15 minutes away now. So I go upstairs. There's this individual, not our friend, but it, it, on the floor, shaking, huffing, <laughs> hyperventilating, like, you know, whatever, tears down her face, her hair is a mess. And I'm like, I'm going to cancel this thing. I'm canceling this event. Like, this is, this is like, call, somebody call the police or something. Like, what is going on? She, being sensitive, okay. envisioned, felt, temporarily got possessed, if you will, by a spirit here, who died by jumping out the window of the Lenape room, and the spirit came into her, and in front of her friend, started screaming, the screams we heard, opened the window, and was trying to jump out the window. And our friend had to pull her back in, and then Jake went up, and they were like literally clawing, she was clawing at the wall, trying to climb out the window, while screaming heavily. And they finally calmed her down, how have they, I never they, heard they of They got this? around. It's, I mean, it's not something that really comes to mind. I stood up that day. <laughs> you were there maybe an hour later. <laughs> to, to get the book signed. <laughs> and I was there. Yeah, I mean, Brett, ask, ask Jake, ask. Uh, I'll tell you, after we stop, I'll tell you who, who it was. And he, he wouldn't care that I'm telling the story, I, I don't think. But I just err on the side of caution. And he, he gets her outside, gets her in the car. This is like, like a 30-minute process. Like, there's people actually showing up now, and they're, like, escorting this this train wreck out of the building. And he just looked at me, he's like, I'm just so sorry. He's like, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, it's all good. Like, <laughs> she all right? Yes. Okay. Then ends and I'm like, what was that? And then that's when he explained that she was overcome with that. But at the same time, it's like nobody ever fell to their death out of this house. No. No one ever jumped out a window. No one ever commits suicide here. You know, if there's the one accidental overdose death that we 
can't confirm, but we're sure of. And then some, some lady died in the 1940s who was like 80-something years old. So you look at that and you go, mental illness? Really good acting? Could have been really good acting. I mean, we don't, I didn't know this person from a hole in the wall. Never met them before. Never met them since. Don't even remember their name. I couldn't pick this person out of a lineup. But it was like all of this happening at the worst possible time and further reinforcing my view of psychics. Yeah, and also making for full, full circle on the psychics, huh? Yeah, so now we brought always it up, in there. You brought it up in the, fir the first one back. Now you're bringing it up in this one. And on that note, we figure out how to wrap this up so I can go watch the Rangers lose. Uh, so we didn't get to <laughs> our best and worst evidence-based one. Well, I, I did an evidence-based one kind of mixed it in with my personal just mm. because like that time frame just sucked. Right. But as far as evidence-based, we didn't get to that. So we the next episode, we can start with that. Yeah, now we know what we're talking about in the next one. So for people that made it this far, thank you for watching. Thank yeah. you for listening. We And are... every single word of that was true. One that is not <laughs> I like telling stories, but one hundred percent not embellished whatsoever. The screams that came out of that person, I I could never replicate. I could I could I couldn't believe. Just want to reinforce, is this is this like story time? Maybe she's real? in Hollywood now. She could be. Or she thinks she's in she'd, Hollywood. She'd be in, very good in the next Exorcist movie. But for everyone who made it this far, both listening and watching, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can now get our podcast. How I'm going to try and set it up is that the straight up audio of it gets mm. published the day before the video comes out. And you should say how many platforms that this podcast is going so to do. To. 20. <laughs> so forever. <laughs> I have it set up. Hopefully everything automatically goes out. But you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, we are on that. And all of our episodes have been posted, all podcast episodes, even the ones during COVID. Yeah, we're fully current. We're fully caught up with So everything. now everything going up there is always going to be a new episode. Like we said, we're going to post these whenever we get the chance. We're going to film these whenever we get the chance. Mm. So there's no set date. But honestly, I'd like to keep this going. You know what? It's more fun now that... Because arranging it the old way where we had to call in was just... And over a screen. Yeah. And... This is so much easier, you know. And when it gets too cold in here, uh, find someplace else. Ah, we can bring heaters. We'll just bring a space heater. Yeah. And there's different software and stuff that we can... You have to buy it, unfortunately. But it's not a big monthly fee. Mm. And it allows you to do, like, insanely high-quality audio. And you can have call-ins. So that could be a future segment at some point where people okay. can actually call into our show and they can watch us be watching us live as well. We're not there yet. Yeah, maybe at some point. But for the future, if this comes to that point, if this gets popular enough, I'd like to give that a shot. Yeah, we do want audience questions. You can send us a, a message on Facebook. You can leave a comment on YouTube if you have any questions or suggestions for topics. Because, yeah. um, I mean, we, we usually get something out of nothing. Like, we just start talking and end up with an hour. But and we have so many stories that we could just fill up hours and hours and hours. Like, the amount of investigations I remembered while mm -hmm. trying to figure out what 
Right. I was going to talk about. And I was like, oh, if it's that one, that one's good too. But oh, that one also sucked. Like, well, we'll just, just continue. We'll just keep it going then. Tons the of stories. One. And none of them even have to be relevant because we've been doing this for 10 years, almost 10 years. Yeah. So we have so many stories to fill up. So many that the public should hear both funny, serious, impressive. So like, and we stupid have, too. Yeah, Funniest, we have a lot coming for you. So moments. definitely stay tuned for that. So if you're watching the video of this, please like, comment, and subscribe, and hit that notification bell. This way, you know when all of our newest episodes come out. And I'm pretty sure you can set notifications for audio as well, depending <laughs> on your platform. They'll let you know, hey, this is coming out, or that it, it has come out. So. From here on the Ghost on the Coast podcast, we thank you for joining in, and we'll see you in the next episode.